Hey everyone, Ian here. I wanted to take a moment to thank all of you for listening to our anniversary actual play, The Tarask Task of Maureen Trask. This is part three, so if you haven't listened to parts one and two, you may want to go back and do that first, or you may be a little bit lost. We have one more episode coming out next week, and then we're working on scheduling a little wrap-up session with the players to discuss the game afterwards. Just as a reminder, we are coming back with regular episodes on Wednesday, October 5th, but we will be going to a bi-weekly release schedule starting then after our vacation. Now, without further ado, let's get on with the show. So, welcome back. Last time we met, we went into the gallbladder, found a wounded dwarf, extracted the dwarf, killed a... was it a tapeworm? I think it was yeah. a tapeworm. Yeah, that, that well, you called it. We killed a dire tapeworm that almost wrecked a couple of people's days, got attacked by the immune system, and found your way... Duodenum. Yeah, you found your way to the Duodenum. It is so wrong that I switched Duodenum. After a brief expedition to the liver and finding the gallbladder, and now you have reached the Duodenum, realizing that the only way forward is through. So... That brings us to this putrid chamber that takes on the rough shape of a 35-foot square and a whirlwind of air, acid, and fire rages at the center of the chamber, making it seem almost impossible to pass through unscathed. I'm going to suggest we take a short rest if possible if, you know, more white blood cells or whatever the hell the things were, the more blobby things pop up, then we can try to rush through. But I don't know if they'll let us actually get a short rest in is the problem. That's what I'm saying. If they pop up, we can rush through the duodenum and they should be taken out by the environment in there. One would I think. I could use some HP and some key points. And I mean, I know you guys have burned a bunch of spells already. So, party, what are we doing? I We could try a short rest. I just didn't. We can also split into two groups and do two short rests and have a group on guard. And then a group rest, and maybe the two people that we picked up can rest first and then guard us as we rest second. And that way, if anything pops up, they can swat anything down. We can finish our rest and then be fully charged and go in theoretically, possibly, maybe. No, we could try that. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I had Tiny Hut, but it's fine. <laughs> well, if we did Tiny Hut, we could just do a full rest then. They can't get into it. Yeah. It's a Pizza Hut. <laughs> I would also like to take this moment to remind you that last time you saw the outside world, the Tarask was breaking a town. Yep. Just putting that out there. Yeah, but was it our town? That's the question. That might be your question. <laughs> if he's eating the town, then we're going to see some of those pieces come through, and that's going to be kind of a hey, he's yeah, doing some stuff. Point, yeah. yeah, so that's going to... I don't want to have to be getting through a Dwadnum with all of this and a <laughs> tavern. And a chapel. <laughs> Actually, Just, if he ate a building, it would be much easier for us to get yes. the duodenum. It would be like that scene in Wizard of Oz. Which is the <laughs> it would be much less optional to go through the duodenum. <laughs> so anybody I, have something that might make us more resistant to any of these elements? Yes. I would like to, uh, for one of the uh, beat sticks, either of you, to hack off some of the flesh surrounding the duodenum that's not fire-based. Those were words. Okay, give me a second here. Actually, you know what? When we're ready to go, I've got an even better idea. Okay. Let's um, take a short rest and I've got this. It'll get us through if we go fast. Okay. 
So, um, who has the tiny hut? Nobody. I don't think Nobody. anybody has a tiny hut. I think oh, Bayring was saying that. If we had, had oh but, yeah, I didn't think we did. I don't um, have one. Yeah. Nope. Sadness. Okay. Ugh, I'm just taking my short rest so I could do something awesome. All right. So are who's we going to try to do it or not? Who is taking the first short rest and who is taking the second short rest? I will take the second. I'll take second. Okay. Then I guess I'll take first. I'll take first as well. All right. And then how do we want to split Move. the uh, NPCs? Uh, that's up to you. I mean, neither one of them are in very Sorry, good physical condition at the moment. So they're probably going to sit Let down and take a breather as best they can. Yeah, let them take the first short rest then. And if we need okay. them for the second, we can draft them in. So All with right. that, I'm going to move back here and take a guard position. Gonna arcane recovery a spell back. Yeah, get one spell back. So this, I mean, this is not going to give us back any spells. It's just going to let us heal a little bit. I got Unless you you've got a special thing like you do, arcane recovery. But I say, like you I've should have some them. abilities that might regen. Yeah, I'm lucky. Uh, not all classes do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Monks do. Fighters do. Clerics don't really. Gotcha. And paladins, I don't think do either. I think because everything is based off of spell slots, and you only get spell slots back on a long rest. Okay. Okay, so the first rest goes off without a hitch. Mm. The two that you picked up, Ferrum, the drow, and Big Rear, the dwarf, both take a little bit of time to scrounge through what what little bits left in their bags and uh, bandage themselves up a little bit more. And they seem a little less banged up, banged up at the end of it. Ferrum especially seems to be finding his stride again. He's managed to center himself now that he has a moment to think. And so what I'm saying is he's regained his short rest fighter abilities. As they're healing and stuff, I said, when we're done resting, everybody bunch up next to me. Okay, I am going to use one of my hit dice to heal. So Yes, absolutely. Use your hit dice to oh, heal. I didn't mean to heal real twice. Okay, so that was an eight plus Mikan. So, at 11? Oh, no, no, I'm, I was just going to use one. I, I, I mean, rolled the second I, one by accident. No, I mean, 8 plus your con mod. Yeah, my con I, mod's only plus 2, though, so that's fine. Oh, ten. okay. All right. All right. This will be plus. I'll take it. You know what? And if anybody else wants to do that, you can. So, the second short rest group starts up. You swap out turns. Okay. Mm -hmm. As I start my second, I'm going to move in kind of close to everybody, but more in a protected spot. And I will, barring any wonkiness, I'm going to go ahead and use some of my hit dice as well to regen. I would assume that everybody else is close to me at this point. Sure, I, I saw mean, it as next long to as you. We, in a very non-obtrusive way. As long as Team 2 also no, gets a short okay. rest. Yeah, I would also tell yeah. Drow, I would also tell Dwarf, like, get as close as possible and, while you're resting. Well, mm -hmm. Team 2 has just started their short rest. Who was Team 2 again? Was it me? Banger? Okay. Bangering and Micah? Yeah. Okay. So... You're a couple minutes in and everybody is checking their gear and what have you when a bunch of stuff starts floating in. Crap. Again, let me move everybody down a little bit to give us some room here. I'm going to try and keep it more or less in the order that we did it. A bunch more of these guys. Mm -hmm. They just start glomming out of the walls. Ah, crap. All right. Well, 
I'm assuming I don't have time to actually regen from my hit die, so I think it's time just to uh, yeah. That was, that was about two minutes into your okay. Two minutes into your short rest. Yeah. So I mean, I'm assuming people are going to start making a commotion here at this point. I have no idea what's going on because I'm trying to rest unless you oh, guys. Ferrum totally raises the alarm because one of them has popped out right next to him. Ferrum right. up. Yeah, so, uh, all right, let's go. Yeah, that's just As fun. of right now, Micah is the only one not within five feet of you. I'll back up. Oxley. All right, here's what I do. Okay. I pull out my decanter of endless water, and I say geyser, and it will gush 30 gallons of water above us. Okay, so what exactly are you trying to do? As my next action, I will then have my lyre of building and cast fabricate to enclose us in a in a sphere of ice. Okay. And I say, are run. we hamster balling we through this? Book through the duodenum. Mm-hmm. Okay. It sounds good. I'm not going to make a joke about the movement of iced coffee through the intestines, but your endless thing is coffee, correct? No, we're it... basically <laughs> in a hamster ball, guys. Oh, okay. He is not using his coffee cup. He is using his decanter of endless water. Oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Although that would be kind of great. <laughs> coffee would be fine, but... It would be a little difficult to see through it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure at least one of us is going to trip and just be okay. using physics to like, oh God. Okay, so <laughs> now spinning. I'm going to have to figure out some mechanics here. All right. <laughs> so what I'm going to need from everybody is an acrobatics check to maintain your balance on the inside of this sphere. And I'm assuming all of us are dashing as fast as we can. True. I mean, after a certain point, yeah, you have to. It's also going to take a group strength check to get it through the opening of the duodenum because you haven't entered it yet, and it mm-hmm. does pinch down. And I don't think that all six of you are going to fit in a five-foot diameter sphere. Mm. I think it's going to feel some It's pressure. going to feel some pressure. It's going to be... <laughs> It's going to be interesting. So <laughs> let's start. Everybody give me an acrobatics check. So that okay. way. Add one to that. All right. The hell? Down to the hell? Really? Okay, here comes mine. <laughs> All right. And then I'm plus one from that. Okay. So nine. I wish I had advantage. Uh, I do my reaction right now. Otherwise I would. Okay. Oh. Let's see here. So I don't make my acrobatics. All right, so we're adding one to Oxley's. Okay, so Oxley got a 12. Bangerang got a 19. Micah got an eight. Baka got a four. Mm-hmm. Ferrum, despite having a plus eight to his acrobatics, got a nine because he rolled a one. And Big Rear also got a nine. So needless to say, there isn't it a lot work. of bottom to the sphere. And so it is difficult to get enough traction to actually start moving it. Eventually, you do manage to get a critical mass to start gaining some momentum. Everything is funny right now. (laughs) So we are going to say, does Fabricate give any stats like hit points for the objects that you create? No, but so long as it only takes damage this round, it's not going to matter. Okay, I'm... The thing is, it's going to take a certain amount of damage from people bouncing around on the inside of it. Just the concussive force of armored bodies bouncing off the inside of this ice sphere. And I could estimate it for you if you wanted. I'm going to say just ballparking it, it's going to have about 40 hit points. 
Does that sound about right? It sounds about right, yeah. So we're okay. just going to say that, see here, we had four people who got less than a 10, so we're just going to roll 4d4. So sorry. And so it's going to take nine points of damage. Okay. J just oh. from, purely from the bodies hitting the floor. That's that's fine. <laughs> One, nothing wrong with me? We're, wait, oh, wait. we're waiting no, on the, no. the rest, the, the damage <laughs> from the duodenum. Well, first you have to get into the duodenum. So now we have to make a group strength check. So everybody needs to make a strength roll. The successes and failures on the first part determined the DC. So the DC is a 14. It is 10 plus one for each person who failed. So a strength check of 14. You need at least three successes to force the sphere through the passage into the duodenum. All right, let's see this. Yeah, that's not like a strength no, saving strength throw. Check. That's or oh, strength check. I did a saving okay. throw. Okay, so I guess I'll just roll that up twenty worse. and then. How did I possibly roll worse? Wait, how are you? Are you doing a saving? I did the first time. Throw? The second time, I just clicked strength. Look, I've got negative one to strength, okay. and I still beat the DC. So I'm just. I got it. Oh my god, my dump stat got it. Could I just make a straight saving throw? That way it gives a plus four to whatever the d20 and it's not a thing that I've got a proficiency in. So. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, let's just do that. Okay, All right. F15. So, Actually, uh, no, it's not saving. Okay, never mind. Yes. All right. Perfect. So, Bangarang, Ferrum, Oxley, and Vaca all rolled high enough. Yay! So the dwarves try as hard as they might to keep the icy sphere from entering the duodenum. <laughs> <laughs> try as they might, they are unable to impede the sphere's momentum. So it plops through into the duodenum. So I'm going to ask for one more check, okay. one more dexterity acrobatics check. Or I will allow for athletics instead because we are now moving. So okay. your choice, athletics or acrobatics. I will do athletics. Athletics. I still rolled crap though. Oh, That's well. a 13, not a 12. Okay. Don't know if that helps any or not. Well, Begrier managed to uh, to find a little something something. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the presence within the duodenum when he realized just what had to happen. Yes. So we have Micah, Bangarang, Ferrum, and Begrier all beating a 14. Mm -hmm. So we managed to traverse the entirety of this section of the duodenum and reach the exit on the far side of the room just as the ice has lost its cohesion. So you are able to pass through the room in its entirety without taking fire and acid damage, the sphere Yay. taking all of it yes. in the process. I am amazing. You are, Oxley. That's that awesome. Can't do any more today. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very, I appreciate that innovation. That was good. That was a good one. <laughs> so the image for those of you listening at home, <laughs> you have a vaguely squarish room full of fire and swirling acid. Enter stage left, a 10 foot diameter sphere of ice with six individuals inside hamsterballing it across the room. As it hamsterballs across the room, it leaves this little puddle trail, like a slug slime trail behind it, which is swiftly evaporated by the heat and hostile nature of the room. And as it reaches the far side of the room, it finally 
snaps and crumbles and breaks apart and disintegrates as the party tumbles out of it through the chamber at the end into a passage and into safety. Exit stage right. It's like one of those ibuprofen gel caps. Yes, it's very much like that. I kissed my liar of building. It's like, this is worth every penny. <laughs> yeah, cool and refreshing, I, perhaps. I, don't I, know. I was going to talk about, you know, some people might pay extra for that. But again, I was trying to be good today. But yeah, it's just not going to happen. I'm done being good. So yeah. You've, you've all been warned. I, I think when there's a Tarrasque and you're inside it, you just don't really have a chance. <laughs> you're just going to be bad. What is that? You just imagine what lit the fire in the bigger's ass is the fact that Bangarang was like jumping from everyone's head to like keep his hands <laughs> on the top. And he's like, I'm not being shown up by this bird. <laughs> all right. So I am going to put Micah back over here so I oh. can actually select everybody so I can copy paste i got overzealous yeah. i apologize how dare you i know right I get all excited leave Druadnum. i'm just wondering first. falcon punch my way through sphincter so i mean it's just like falcon punch all right hopefully we didn't run over anyone that needed to be rescued yes yeah. i'm really running out of tricks i gotta tell you i've only got a couple left now all right. okay i tried to get us a rest <laughs> okay so you have managed to make it through the first chamber of the Duodenum. so this Foul chamber takes on the rough shape of a 35-foot square space, and a pool of oily gray sludge mm. bubbles up from the center. This makes me hungry. <laughs> I'm going to lead up front, and I'm just going to be eyeing out for any kind of danger or surprise or anything that might make us go squish or slimed or anything like that. Yeah, any kind of environmental or physical hazard. If I use medicine or... Yeah, just figure out what it is. Something just kind of oh, gauge nature, where maybe. we are and what okay. might be dangerous. I probably don't know what it is. Oxley, it looks like oily goo. Vaca. Well done. Vaca, your time in here this... My time in here. Yeah. You're getting pretty used to seeing acidic puddles for digestion. You've been seeing a uh -huh. lot of them. This is another one of them. Oh, lovely. Another acidic puddle for digestion. By my four stomachs, another acidic puddle for digestion. <laughs> this appears to be another chamber of the duodenum. A duodenum. Okay. Gross. Let's Moses. try not to touch it. And uh, see here, Micah with that 14 perception. You were noticing that the puddle near the entrance is fairly shallow. It's the shoreline, if you will. So it is the mucky shoreline. And as you get further out, it does get deeper. You would guess that out here, it's probably about 10, 15 feet deep. So how's the walls of the chamber? How do they look? Um, well, around the perimeter of the chamber, it is your standard fleshy walls, right? Okay. The chamber itself is roughly 15-ish feet high. It isn't level on the floor portion of it. Uh, the portions that mm -hmm. you can see on the map that are red around the edges of this pool are, they're raised probably between two and five feet. They look like they would be very difficult to climb across, but could be climbed across. That's what I'm thinking, if I can kind of grab onto yeah. the sides and kind of like um, Spider-Man shimmy my way around. It would be considered ex extremely difficult terrain, as in four feet of movement for one foot moved. 
Okay. But yes, you could theoretically do that. I break out Think some out. rope. Here, tie yourself to this. Okay, so I tie myself off. Do we have any, like, caltrops or anything where I can, like, stake the ropes in so the party can follow? Well, if anyone has a climber's kit, you would have pitons. Here, I have, have some pitons. All right. So, yeah, I'll take the pitons and then I'll use my, I guess I can use my war pick to kind of create some holes to hammer those in and the light hammer to, to anchor those in as well as I go across. That kind of triggers some immune system responses? It may but I think it's safer than trying to swim across a vat of acid. Yeah. Okay. So four feet per one foot. Um, and if you're going to be sort of holding on, like with, how to word this, if you're not maintaining three point contact. Okay. To borrow the <laughs> OSHA term. <laughs> if you're not maintaining three point contact, I'm going to require a dexterity save. Okay. To make sure that you don't slide off into the goop. Okay. Because it is very vertical and kind of slimy. I get that. So I'm going to go ahead and stick some of the pitons in where we're at now and then rope off. And so I can only drop so far. I can easily climb back if I do fail a save. That way I'm anchored to the wall, more or less. I, I hand Lady Vaca the other side of the rope. I was like, here, you're stronger than the rest of us. If he gets into trouble, we can, yeah. we can pull him out, and if he gets to the other side, he can pull us over. This is true. Anybody within uh, 10 feet of me will get a plus 4 to their saving throw if they have to make it. So I can move at 4 foot per 1 foot. I have a 30 foot move speed, so I can move roughly 8 feet per turn. Um, well, if you're going to be putting in pitons, you're going to be Move five feet, put in a piton. piton. Move five feet, put in a yeah, piton. Correct. So yeah, I'll put one up here and then I'll go ahead and move to the first one. I'll go ahead and make my deck save. Uh, you don't have to make your deck save yet because you're not in there yet. Okay. It's once you start getting over in this area. Gotcha. Over, over to here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll take my first turn. I'll move five feet, anchor a piton. Okay. I have 10 that I gave you. Okay. So, But that's all of them in my burglar's pack. I should only need six or seven. Seven, perhaps. All right, so yeah, first one, not an issue. Okay. Anybody else doing anything this turn? I think unless anyone comments otherwise, this is your show. Okay. Moving here, taking my deck save. I'm playing yes. him a very inspirational song while this is going on. Awesome. Nice. Moving five feet, next save. 26 will do it. You five can feet. do it. Yeah, right about there, I guess. Um, next save. Your, your feet slip a little bit, but you managed to catch yourself. You got the piton far enough in okay. before your feet slipped that you're able to grab hold of the piton and catch yourself I and sit not there fall and I, in. I kind of catch my breath and I take a moment and kind of steady myself. I refocus and, and I, I slide and shimmy along further. I'm ready to inspire him at any point. You could just go ahead and do it because he can use yeah, it I, whenever. Oh, I had assumed that whenever you said that you were playing him an inspiring song, mm-hmm. that, that was... You were yeah, giving yeah. him bardic inspiration. Yeah, okay. I just give, I'll just give him an inspiration point if he needs it. So if okay. if you mm-hmm. if you mess up at some point, you get a D eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Next piton. Yeah, again, it, this one was a little bit trickier than you anticipated. Okay. See, actually, I should probably be. So like, I'm gripping and I'm sliding and I'm kind of like trying to sink my fingers into the smooth muscle and kind of grabbing whatever fibers I can just kind of to hold them. Like, kicking my toes in, kind of like the lumberjacks do when they're trying to climb a tree. I'm just, like, pinned, but, you know, it's goopy and it's sweating, so I'm trying not to slip down. 
That dwarf climbed like a spider monkey. Next save. 18 will do it. And nice. then I will come here, and that should put me in the clear from here, right? Yeah. And then yeah. I'll anchor the last piton, and that uses seven. All right. So I sit there, I give like three sharp tugs on the rope so they know that I've made it across and I try to shout out to them. I'm also going to check down to make sure there's nothing like ready to jump out at me real quick so I don't have to scramble back across. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like, yay, and then I get chomped from behind. There's nothing down this passage beyond you. Okay. At least nothing in the passage, but as you are well aware, the microbes have been capable of coming out of the walls. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to step more into the center here. I've got my end of the rope um, so I can anchor people down as they come across. And then, you know, if I need to tighten the rope, if they can grab onto it to kind of help pull them out or stop them from hitting the acid if they're able to hang on the rope. So I'll kind of like tighten it like a tight rope if we need to. Cool. Let's shimmy across. Away, away. All right. All right. Let's get an order for everybody. Who's going first, (laughs) second, third, fourth, fifth? I believe I'm last because I'm the strong one. Yeah, we might want to put the cleric between two agile people. And by cleric, I mean Big Rear, the one missing an arm. Yeah. yeah. He's, so let's go ahead and get the marching order for this. Mm-hmm. So who's going first? Uh, Oxley, are you going first? Sure. Okay. And I think I'm last. All right. And Bangarang's going in the middle? Yep. Uh, or do you want Big Rear to go in the middle? I think Bangarang will go behind Big Rear. Okay, so we'll Just put Big Rear between Oxley and Bangarang. We'll put Ferrum after, and then Vaka at the end. That sound right? So yes. Oxley, Big Rear, Bangarang, Ferrum, and Vaka. Yes. Big Rear, Bangarang, Ferrum, and Vaka. Okay, so I'm going to give everyone advantage on their dexterity saves to go across because there is a rope run between pitons around the room. So should I do it one, what is it? Five times? Six times? Six. Uh, no, just just the one because oh. there is a rope so you, this is one action to shimmy across. Climb, to shimmy across using the rope. Okay. Begrear does not get advantage because he's still getting used to the fact that he only has one arm. I'm going to give myself a re-roll <laughs> on that one. I'm pretty sure an 11 doesn't work on that. Uh, yeah, the number you're looking for is 13. Okay, yeah, so the 17 is a bit better, I think. Yeah. Burn another E20. All right. Ferrum rolled a natural 20 on that. So Nice. Very nice. And Big Rear is going to have a 14. So Big Rear, despite having one arm, manages to shimmy around without issue. Impressive. And Vaka also Apparently rolled a natural 20. Wow. Right. Come on, Bangarang. Oh, Bangarang rolled an 18. 18. Yeah, Yeah, she's good. All right. So, wait, wait, wait. You guys haven't made it all the way around yet. Oh, no. So we are working our way around here. Might be a little bit further along than that. Or about like that. Okay. When suddenly. When suddenly. Mm -hmm. How did you know? Oh, no. It's Mr. (laughs) Bill. And I don't have an icon for this. Why do I not have an icon for this? I thought that I had added an icon for this. Please pause for station identification. It's a big red building with the big antenna on the top. We'll use the basilisk icon. Yay! Don't look at it. No, no, there it is. It isn't a basilisk. Ah! It suddenly got big. (laughs) Just like... (laughs) That's terrifying. It is not a basilisk that comes splashing out of this deep pool of acid. 
It is instead still reptilian in nature, but it has too many heads. Oh my. Oh no, if it's that close to me, it takes four points of damage. It's Cobra Law. <laughs> my forceful personality. If anybody wants to uh, attempt... Actually, no. You've been adventuring for long enough. It looks like a Hydra. Okay. No! So... Testable Hydras in my body? It's more likely than you think. <laughs> oh my. Problems when you are the size of a Tarrasque. I haven't seen that meme in forever. Yeah. All right. So let me go ahead and get a quick initiative roll from everybody. This is mostly to see who gets to act before the Hydra. <laughs> yeah. To see if everybody can uh, nope their way out. You rolled two initiative. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm rolling for Big Rear, Ferrum, and. Oh, okay. I was like, I just figured there was like probably some other monsters in there too. I have NPCs to roll for. <laughs> you are very busy. I am very busy. Okay, so we've got Oxley at the top with a 23, and then Bangarang with a 21, followed by Micah with a 15. That type is somebody. And the Hydra also has a 15. Uh-oh. And then we have Barum and Vaka tied with 11 and big rear with a five okay so top of initiative oxley a giant hydra has come up out of the acid what do you do yeah peace out guys uh i'm gonna jump so that i'm no longer sitting in the acid okay so i'm assuming i can move at, at this here. point you are close enough to the exit of this chamber to be able to just move now, do that. what I want to know is it's 30 feet. Can I still see it since it's a huge size creature and it takes up the square? Yes. All right, cool. And the flesh in this area isn't terribly tall. It isn't terribly high. So yeah, as long as you can clear the corner where this gut tube exits the chamber, as long as you can see around that corner, yeah, you have full field of vision throughout mm. the entire chamber. Gut tube. All right, cool. I'm going to cast Magic Missile. Uh, that's Okay. Let's see. I get more than one. I think it's... Uh, it's three easy. darts. Three darts. At the basic. Okay. One, two, three. So 11 points of force damage on the very huge Hydra. Very nice. Probably will just piss it off more, but that's fine. And I've in fact, it is for Magic Missile. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, so it goes... You never roll a hit. <laughs> <laughs> and it hurts them just a bit. <laughs> go, these little darts lance out, and they go thump, thump, thump. Pew, and pew, and oh. it noticed. I'm doing my part. <laughs> the problem is, you're doing your part with the entire party between you and the Hydra. Service game, so, citizenship. That's, like that's why, uh-huh, uh-huh, he likes it. Like, oh, my. <laughs> I'm not saying okay. I'm a frontline person or anything like that. I mean, you know, more of a backseat okay. driver myself. Is that going to be your turn? Yeah, that's it. All right. Bang ring. You not want to be here. Gonna cast Spirit Guardians. Okay. The tiny goats are back. Yeah. The tiny hey, goats tiny are back. Goats. Okay. A 15 foot. Are they like happy, playful goats? Or are they like angry, vindictive goats? Because there is a difference. Uh, they're just kind of a mix. Okay. Hard to tell, actually, sometimes. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. I'm. Does he have to make a save when uh, Spirit Guardians shows up, or is it when he starts a turn? 
When the creature enters the area for their first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. All right, so wisdom saving throw. What is his wisdom? He has a flat roll. Just gonna use a die. I don't think a nine does it. No, spell saves 14. So, uh. So, what does he take? Uh, 14. 14. Nice. Very good. And Bangarang is probably gonna stay right there just to maintain the aura. Uh, it also. An affected creature's speed is halved in the area. Okay. So right now only the Hydra is an affected creature. All right. And yeah, hopefully the area of effect helps everyone GTFO. Mm-hmm. All right. That'll Get the work. fluids out, right? That, that's what we're going for. <laughs> Something like that. All right, Micah, you're up. Thanks for the reminder to just drink more of that water from the water bottle. <laughs> I'm going to hold my action for now. I am maintaining hold on the rope um, so I can assist if need be, I'm going to hold my action unless the Hydra comes much closer in range or if someone needs to be defended. Okay. So what action are you holding? I'm going to move up to here. Okay. That space is occupied. Yeah. I can't get my guy out from underneath. I'm stuck. There we are. There you go. And then I'm going to hold some of my movement and then an attack action if need be. You can only hold one. Okay. I can. Well, I mean, even hold an action. Okay. So you well, can I mean, hold a dash, or you can hold an attack action. I what action the, are you holding? I will hold an attack action. Okay. Yeah. What attack action are you holding? Are you doing your stone shards? Are you doing... Yeah. I will okay. hold my stone shards, yeah. Okay. Because now it is the Hydra's turn. First, it takes four points of damage from uh, Charisma. I'm going to say that it, it just takes the four points of damage that it is going to take from showing up, because it is its first turn. Okay. And it has as many attacks as it has heads because it is a Hydra. Oh no. And it has a 10 foot reach because it is a Hydra and huge. So it is going to make uh, two attacks against Ferrum and three attacks against Vaka. Ooh. Because Vaka is right in front. Now, quick question about it. We have been climbing, so we had to use both hands and feet. Like we couldn't have like a shield out or anything like that. Is that right? Uh, Probably not. Okay. All right, so we are going to have three attacks against Vaka. Hey, about about a swing, better. So that's a twenty-four, a nineteen, and an eighteen. All right, one hit. Just one? Yeah. What's your AC? Twenty. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Without the shield? Mmm, that's true. The shield. What what shield gives you two? Yeah, okay. maybe all three hit. Okay, are we definitely sure? There's no way I would have had like the shield on my back or something like that before. That's why I asked. If I'm hit three times, I'm hit three times. It's cool. Technically, you have to have a shield equipped to get uh-huh. the bonuses. Okay. In that case, I was hit, I think, all three times because I think the shield gives you two. Yes. Yeah, she'll give you a plus two. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hit all three times. Go ahead. All right. So that is going to be a total of 30, three zero points of damage. Ouch. 10 right. points per hit. Cool. All right. Well, you'll jump. And then uh, two attacks on Ferrum going to be a 27 and a 26. I don't even need to look at his sheet. I know those both hit. <laughs> oh, yeah. For 20 points of damage against him. So he's looking mm. rough. Yeah. It's a good thing that he spent hit dice on that last rest because mm-hmm. he is at one hit point. Oh. I'm going to miss you, decoy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to stay put. Okay. It's still within Spirit Guardians. Oh, yes. It and he started his turn there. He did not succeed on his saving throw. Cool. 
3d8. Nice. 12. 12 points. All right. I will go ahead and use my attack action. Yeah, I will use, use, use my... your reaction to attack? Yeah, I'm going to use Stone Fist. I'm going to have it be bludgeoning damage on one of the heads. Okay. Um, let's see, was it a one... Stone Shard here, I guess you what the damage is. No, you still have to attack it. You have to oh, make okay. attack roll. Stone Shard, there we are. 15 just hits. Okay. And then I should be able to... Wait, that's mm. not right. Nope. So 1d6 plus 4. So 9 points of damage. All right. So that finishes their turn. Now it is Ferum and Vaka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ferum is going to use his action to disengage. <laughs> and he is going to <laughs> shuffle around as far as he can. Get out. Get to the chopper. And, no, no. Uh, and he is going to use a bonus action to second wind. So 1d10 plus 8 for 10 points of healing. All right, so that's his turn. All right, I would like to disengage as well. Okay. And just move on out of there and, because... And you can equip your shield as an interaction. So now that the thing is up yeah. and it is your turn, I will say that it is reasonable to say that you are going to grab your shield and uh, hold it between you and the thing trying to eat your face. Yeah, okay, good. Can I go that far? That's a good question. Like, are we able to go at our full movement? I doubt it, right? Because we're climbing? Uh, technically, you are One, moving two, three, four. through difficult terrain because you have to deal with the... Five, six. I should be able... Okay. So, so one, two, three, four. Right about five. here. This would be about where your okay. movement would take you. If you're so shimmying right around, yeah. Okay. All right. But I have my shield now. Yes. Huzzah. Okay. All right. Let me look at what Beggar's got. Beggar's not got a whole heck of a lot, but he is going to Sacred Flame the Hydra as he attempts to get out. And I think he fails. Yeah, DC 16. He rolled a 15. So he gets to take 2d8 radiant damage. Yeah. 13 radiant damage. Wait, who is this? Which person? Beggar Sacred Flame to the Hydra. Okay. And then he is going to 10, 20. He's going to shimmy down here beside Oxley, just getting out of the way. All right. Oh, it doesn't talk about difficult terrain. I was just trying to figure out. I'm used to being able to double move. So yeah, that's what but you, you used your action to disengage. When oh, you, okay. When you, so that's considered an action. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. If you were a rogue, you could do it as bonus action. Ah, okay. That's cool. All right. Thank you. That was a... A point I did not know. Yes. Not that is a cunning action that rogues get. They can dash, disengage, or hide as a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to the top. Oxley. All right. I'm going to assume this thing is going to come for us at this point because it looks kind of nasty, and I would want to get my friends out of the way, at least for a few minutes. So I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers. So it needs to okay. make a wisdom save. What are you telling it with your Dissonant yeah. Whispers? I don't think it matters. No, no, I want to know. <laughs> but, uh, yes. Let's go ahead. What do you say? I was going to say something about its mother, but apparently it didn't like that and it saved anyway. Oh. Well, all right. well the, so, the problem is that you only whispered it to one head. Yeah. <laughs> and so the one head is very dejected. All right. And so it, yeah. only, it only takes half of 3d6 psychic. 
Okay. What was that um, Wham song? Oh. Careless Whisper? Yeah, Jeez. Careless Whispers. <laughs> so I guess it's taking three points of damage. A whole three damage. Okay. Oh my. Yeah. All right. Sorry, guys. I gave it my best. <laughs> I'm moving over here. Okay. Just getting out of the way. Yeah. All right. Bangerang. Yep. We're leaving. Just uh, gonna. Right back. by here is. Slowly the... out. <laughs> Keeping the oh, area of effect up. All right. Uh, Micah. I'm going to move forward as well. And I will hold another attack action if need be. Okay. So now it is the Hydra's turn again. Do, 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 do. So it is going to move. It should be to half now, right? Because of the Spirit Guardians? No, it's not in Spirit Guardians anymore because Bangarang okay. moved. Gotcha. Yep. So it's going to move to right here. And so as it approaches Vaka, mm-hmm. you see it sort of lifts itself up as it scuttles and splashes down. And, oh, this, no. and this wave of acidic goo comes towards you. I need a dexterity saving throw, please. That bastard. Yay. Okay. So let's see what I roll. I am plus three beyond that, but I don't think it matters. That's 11. Uh, yeah, nope. Therefore, it's 12, actually, but yeah. Uh, actually, DC 12 was what you hey, needed. Yay, 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 charisma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and it is an all or nothing. So you manage to avoid this giant slosh of acid as it goes past you. And now it's back in spirit. I wish I could just kind of surf it on out of the room. Actually, um, if you would, describe how you managed to avoid this tidal wave of gray acidic goo. Okay. I... (laughs) This is so ridiculous. Take the (laughs) shield that I managed to equip at the last minute, and I start spinning it really fast, and it whooshes the acid back at... Okay. Do you remember the old Gallagher shows? Yes, yes, that's what I do. And I spins it, yeah, I just really fast. And then um, I do kind of a like a little horn toss because I'm cool and uh, a little hoof kick at the end. (laughs) Okay. Um, I kind of see this Hydra as like one of those giant rubber duckies, like in the really nasty, like with the Thames where it's all polluted, just kind of like. Yeah, (laughs) it is kind of like that. It is dripping acid at the moment. Seems unaffected by the acid, by the way, of course, because it's living in it. But yeah, one thing you notice, did your shield have any adornments on it, Vaka? Not anymore. No. <laughs> Be- well, because okay. it has been thoroughly scoured. That's... It's very shiny now. It is. Any rust or corrosion or paint that you happen to have on the surface of this shield has been acid etched away. I was going to say, we could put a resist on there and have like a really cool design etched onto it. <laughs> At this point, I want to go lo- Looney Tunes because it's seeing a reflection of itself and like somehow like draw a little lipstick on the front of it, you know, so it looks like a female having a Like just hold it, kind of bouncing behind the shield. This guy's addicted, man. He got hit, decides to go splash some acid on you. I know, seriously, I know. man. I mean, now they're back in Spirit Guardians, so... Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. So he does need to make another saving throw. He fails again. Yay. With a six. Cool. Well, that's Yay. a good one. Yeah. 18 Ooh. points of damage. Nice. All right. He's looking a little beat up at this point. 
Well, I mean, these goats keep attacking him every time he gets close. I'll yeah, go ahead it... and use my reaction at this point, too, and take another um, stone shard shot with bludgeoning damage. Okay. I was hoping it might discourage the Hydra from following us. 15 just hits. And then... Eight. Nice. All right. I think these creatures just, I don't know, seem to not feel pain. Oh, no, it's feeling it. It's definitely feeling it, but it's... This is the freshest morsel that it's had the opportunity to try to eat in a very long time. So fresh. A hydra's a weird parasite to have. Yeah. I've got a case of hydras. Yes. <laughs> hydras like life is pain anyway. Might yeah. as well have something fresh. Um, so I just had a horrible mental image. We'll, yeah. we'll leave that one alone. Passing a hydra, just like heads. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. All right. And. <laughs> I hope that Jurassic has a squatty body. Um, <laughs> oh, wait until we get to the end. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, you hear what King. you did there. Yes. Well played. Well played. All right. Yes. So it is Ferrum and Vaka's turns. Ferrum is going to disengage again and get as far in as he can. Okay. I mean, we're trying to get away. Now, I don't know, does 5th edition have like squeeze rules where the Hydra is going to maybe have a little more trouble because it's constricted? Or We're going to find out. We're going to find out. All right, I'm going to disengage then. Here I go. Okay, so this is difficult. You can get, to, not... you can get to here. Okay, gotcha. All right, I did it. You moved me over a little bit there. All right. Uh, Begrir is going to throw another Sacred Flame at it. It managed to save on that one. And so he's just going to get away. All right, top of the round, Oxley. All right, this thing's still coming for us? Apparently. Uh, it was. I it, it, am going to withhold my action until somebody else damages it. Okay. And yeah, we're when throwing they nickels and dimes at it. When they damage it, I'm going to cast uh, Toll the Dead. I mean, it has been damaged. Oh. Actually, I see nickels and dimes. It's more like quarters and 50 cent pieces. <laughs> yes. Well, then I, yes, but, well, actually, is it for this round or... No, it has... Oh, no. If it's missing any of its hit points, it takes 1d12. Okay, cool. So it's been damaged. So, yeah, I'll just hold the dead now. Yay! Bring them so it needs to make a wisdom saving throw and it nope. fails. Not with a Perhaps. seven, it don't. Yeah, that's right. Yay! Here's a, here's a hot bit of 2d12. Take that five points of damage. I'm just, like, pecking it to death with paper cuts. <laughs> Death by a nickel. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm throwing loose change at it until it dies. <laughs> a nickel. I build my own zones. hotel. Uh, all, all you hear, it's like the Salvation Army at Christmas. Just the <laughs> ding, the ding, the ding. Oh. You guys remember? Uh, well, I mean, it is tolling the dead, so that's. You guys remember the ball in Big Trouble Little China? That cloud just kind of like breathes and it like slams mm -hmm. into Jack Burton. I'm doing the same thing, but with coin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Bangarang. It's still up. It is still up. I'll throw a sacred flame at it. All right. I don't think an 11 does it, so. Cool. Seven radiant damage, and if they start their turn within Spirit Guardians, they take 3d8 on top of that. Well, are you going to continue moving? Uh... Are you going to continue running away from the Hydra? <laughs> yeah. We can't go back up and pet it? He just wants a friend. He's lonely. I feel bad. Well, your turn is next. <laughs> your turn is next. If you really want to. Where is a? Uh, it's not Fey Rune. Fey Fey. Where's Fey? Where's Fifi? Where's Kofefe? 
Yeah. I am going to take a defensive position because the two behind me are kind of banged up. I'm going to take defensive position and uh, again, I will hold my action. If he comes to strike, then I will strike back if he's within melee. Otherwise, I'll use uh, stone shark. Okay. Well, he's going to get as close as he can. His, his body will not fit through this chamber, but his heads will. Okay. And there's only one target within 10 feet of his five heads. So. All right. So you're going to have disadvantage on that because Micah is within five feet of me and I can see this thing. Okay. So, so. all of these attacks are made with disadvantage. Crazy. When a creature sees me. I only get one reaction. So no, only one. <laughs> sorry. That's okay. I'm sorry. I wish it were all of them. Yeah. I would totally, I would totally right. do that for you. So let me know. Number three. Oh, I like that. Number three. The third one the th- is going to get disadvantage on the third one. The third yeah. one's going to get disadvantage. Okay. So nice. First one is an 11. That misses. Second one is an 18. That misses. Third one is a... Well, 11. The good thing there was disadvantage on that one because that was the natural 20. And yeah. That one misses. Well called, sir. Well called. I am clicking the wrong things here. Uh, so I had it right the first time. So the... I rolled a 1d10 instead of a 1d20 on the second run. So the second attack is actually a 23. Okay, that hits. The the third attack, I'm still going to just use those die rolls. Okay. Or at least the die roll for the first one, the natural 20, and then the disadvantage roll is going to be a 13. That misses. All right, so we've got one hit so far. Here, head number four, 11. Misses. And head number five. Definitely. It's a natural one. Yeah, so yeah. we got one hit for 10 points of piercing damage. Okay. Yay. The one hit that hits me, I'm just going to smack it. I'm going to punch it right between the eyes. Okay. So I'll get my attack. Yeah. And then I'll take my second attack action. Uh, you don't get a second attack action whenever you... When I hold? Yeah. Okay. You get one action. Okay. Can I use Flurry of Blows then or no? No, because that's a bonus action. Okay. Then, yeah, I'll just punch it back in the head. If you have key points, you can blow a key point to try and stunning strike it. Yeah, so let's do that. All right, so that's a... Could you add your inspiration to... Oh, no, you can't add your inspiration to damage. He's not that kind of art. Sadness. Uh, Is a 16 save? Oh, what is my save on that? Hold on real quick. Target must succeed a constitution saving throw or be stunned, but it does not say what the save is. Uh, Your save should be 8 plus proficiency plus... Is it wisdom? If it's a constitution, yeah, it might be wisdom because that's my spell casting. So that'd be 11 plus my wisdom's a plus three, so 14. So yeah, 16, it's it. It saved. It does not get stunned. Boo. Mm -hmm. Sad. I know, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That was so good. I still punch it in the head. No. Yes. Bad Hydra. I boop your snoot. Boop. Okay. (laughs) So that does its turn. It is Vaka and Ferrum's turns. Okay, I, uh... Ferrum feels confident enough in the amount of distance that he has to take a pot shot with his light crossbow, uh, but a 12 is not going to do it. He tried. Good job, him. Yeah, I'm gonna lay on hands because I don't have very many hit points after that 30. Yeah. So I'm gonna give myself... I'm gonna give myself 20 hit points. Okay. With and- lay... And that gives me uh, 10 more I can still use today. And Faram's going to move further away. 
from the Hydra that tried to eat him. Okay. I would like to move. Micah, if I move further away, that's going to take you out of my protection. Are you planning to also try and withdraw? I will, but I'll be able to use a um, key point to disengage. Okay. You won't have to use a key point if you use your action to do it. Okay, that works too. I am not within 10 feet, so I can just move, correct? Correct. You are not okay. in a threatened space. I am going to move, I guess, off screen. Hang on. Yeah. I'm just going to move off screen. Okay. Well, see, I'm trying to stay in this tube here. That is a very abstract sketch. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll call it good enough. It's not an exact tube. Oh, no. I accidentally got off the thing. Don't worry about me. do that every time. All right. So that was me. I'm, I'm getting out of there. Okay. Well, yeah. I laid on hands and I got out of there. All right. Begrier is going to take another... Oxley, please don't sing Brave Sir Robin at me, please. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, the uh, Hydra fails its saving throw against another Sacred Flame or another seven points of radiant damage. Nice. Very good. And he continues to trundle off down the hall to make room for everybody else. Back to the top, Oxley. I take a step back and toll the dead. He needs to make a wisdom save, please. All right. A natural 20. I think he Ooh. made that one. This guy. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh yes. We don't like this Hydra. Yeah. All right. It's okay. Getting all the, Where's Captain all, America all the good rolls out now. Yeah. Okay, bangering. Sacred flame. 17. Flambe. Rude. <laughs> he is thoroughly disappointed at losing <laughs> that much meal. And so he is shrugging off everything at the moment. I get that. I've been in that mood before. Well, then I join the team further down the hallway. All right, Micah, you and, the Hy- you and the Hydra go simultaneously. So roll a d20, and we'll see who gets to act first. Roll. Roll that beautiful beat. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, fine. So fine. it's going to try and eat you again. All right. Oh, as, shoot, as you, I wouldn't have left you. I... As you try to back away. All right. Oh, no. Um, because you were planning to disengage, I'm going to make these attacks at disadvantage. Okay. Because you are actively trying to move away from it okay. while it is trying to eat you. Fair enough. And it can't get any closer to you. So first attack is going to be a 16 versus AC. Misses. Second one, natural 20 or a four for a 12. 12 misses. Here, 18 or four. Four misses. All right, so you have 14 or 18. So 14 on the fourth one. 14 misses. And then the last one, a 23 or a 20. So 20 20. versus AC. 20 hits. Just Uh, for 10 points of piercing damage. All right, fine. Meh. As you are getting away. So one head manages to get get a nip. It it clips me in the Achilles tendon as I kind of go out. It goes and just like bites the back of my foot and I trip. I'm like, no. No, kind (laughs) of. Slide across the bottom. <laughs> the Hydra's name is now Paris. Yes. Uh. <laughs> exactly. All right. But you managed to get away, and the Hydra is thumping against the walls of the chamber, chomping down the hallway, trying to reach you, and unable to do so. Awesome. You have managed to escape the Oxyhydra living in the second chamber of the Duodenum of the Tarasque. Oh, but have we escaped it? Yes, That's- it could not continue down the passage. The passage was too small for it to fit through. I'd have kept blasting it until it died. 
Okay, I mean, you can. Full statement, and why would you waste your time with that? Guess because it irritated me. Fair enough. That is a fair answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, you can stand there and toll the dead until it Are fucked we... off back into the puddle or died. Playing Can't Metallica. Stand still, da, 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 for whom the bell tolls. <laughs> I mean, if you if okay. you popped it once or twice, it would probably get the message and leave. That's fine. I will also accept it leaving. Yeah. My worry is if we stay still any length of time, little blobs come out to play. Now I know why you want to do a slime episode. <laughs> and uh, I'd much rather use the 10 minutes we have of Spirit Guardians. Absolutely. Getting yeah. the hell out yeah. of here. <laughs> Let us move on. All right. Yes. So you continue on to get another roughly 35 foot square chamber it has very fleshy walls. Are they um, supple? They're supple, aren't they? <laughs> Another random organ here. Look at this. He's chock full of organs. He's m- more organs equal more human. More human than human? I saw that episode of Invaders in. Oh, right. So, you have reached this chamber. What do we do? Is the sword on the drawing actually there? Have we found the thing we're looking for? Sorry, I need to zoom in so I can see what you're... There does Finger. appear to be... Is that the sword? That is a sword. Ah. Uh, Let's lick it. Only way to okay. test my magic. Just like D batteries. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've got like one more second level spell. So I can do one more locate object and see if it points at that. I want to look. Okay. Are you going to go in? No, no, no. I'm going to mage hand. Got to pull it out. Okay. I would like for you to make a caster ability check. To okay. see if your mage hand has enough oomph behind it to dislodge it. So it's the sword in the stone. Just a straight charisma roll, I guess? It would be charisma and your proficiency. Okay. It, it, basically, you're making a spell attack roll. Oh, uh, okay. So a spell attack would be this. Which... It was delightful. A delightful spell attack. Yeah, not really great. You conjure your mage hand. What does your mage hand look like? Oh, it certainly looks like a kind of like a maitre d's glove. Okay. Have you ever played Smash Brothers? Yes. Was it like the hand, the final boss hand? Somewhat like that, yeah. Okay. Okay. Drawing a little inspiration from that, I guess. So this uh, spectral, like, Mickey Mouse hand (laughs) comes out and grabs hold of this sword. And this thing is wedged a little too substantially for your mage hand to actually extract it. Okay. Impressive. Let's try again to do a little... I mean, mage hand only has, like, a 10-pound limit, so... That's a beefy sword. Guys, it's not coming out. Someone's going to have to retrieve it. I'll move forward where Oxley is and I'm going to look to see if again any kind of dangers or environmental hazards sorry what was that Eric oh I was gonna say can I grab this thing Uh, that appears to be a broken shield yeah that could mean something it could be a clue a clue I ask our friends and I'm like hey is this a sword uh, that um, Susan had Ferrum comes up and what do his elves see it's like uh doesn't look familiar. Oh, okay. And, and judging by, well, I mean, I can't really say judging by the condition of it because let's face it, we've just been trudging through acid the whole way here. It's going to eat up anything. Normally, I would say judging by the condition, it's been there for a while, but who knows? I would like to roll an inside check, if I may. Go right ahead. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. He seems to be a font of wisdom. So sincere. He seems to be oh a font of God, wisdom, so... and you would love to spend some time learning from this man. <laughs> <laughs> With your insight check of three. 
<laughs> you just might buy into his MLM. <laughs> it's a great business opportunity. You can be your own boss. Just sign here, 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 here. All right. So here we are at the entrance. What are we going to do? Did I get anything with my perception? Oh, yes. With a natural 20, 23 perception, there are no creatures in this. Is there any environmental hazard? Nothing that you can determine from standing outside of the chamber. Okay. Loving these double 20s you rolled. I'm going to go ahead and step in. Okay. And I will approach the sword. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it a tug if I can. All right. Give me a strength check. On a 20, yeah, it, it comes out. Am I the king of England? You are not the king of England. Damn. <laughs> Does a sword, sword look like what we're looking for or anything special about it? Or is it just... Well, I mean, Ferrum told you that he's not seen this sword before. Or, right. And I believe and, uh, him. As you remove this sword, the roof of the chamber starts to descend. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Hey, I've got those. Down to 21. Yeah, you, you make it this first time. The chamber is trying to crush you. Oh, my. Oh, no. Stab it back. Bad chamber. So you are now lightly pressured between the muscular folds of flesh. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying. Mm. I was trying to think of. Oh, I was trying to think of a way. Say, I was trying to think of a way to say it that wasn't creepy <laughs> or gross. And no, I failed no. on all counts. But I'm just gonna punch it. I mean, you can if you want. I'm gonna punch the flip. Punch it right in the oh kegel. Oh. <laughs> That's the phrase. Well, now we have the name smoke. of this episode. Yeah. Or it's the phrase for this evening. Yes, well done. Well done. Okay, yeah. I'm uh, punching it. Oh my. I mean, yes, you punch it. It's a giant wall of flesh. You punch it. Okay. I don't know what you expect to do with punching it. I don't know. It's squishing me. I want to hit it back. Yes, yeah, so you punch it and it continues to squish you. Okay. Um, so what are you going to do? So are you, are you just going to stay there and get squished or are you going to try and get away? I'm going to try to move towards the other exit if I can. Okay. Actually, wait. Actually, I'm going to try to squeeze back to my party. I think it would probably be the better idea. Under pressure. This is back to very difficult terrain, so four feet per one foot because you're... No, real quick, if I can use... I have Step of the Wind. Okay. Um, No, that's not right. Yeah, Step of the Wind doubles your movement speed, I think. I have one that makes my mobile. Here we go. Uh, you're exceptionally speedy and agile. Uh, your speed increases by 10 feet. When you use the dash action, difficult terrain does not cost you extra movement on the turn. So oh. this would instead be considered difficult terrain. So it halves your movement speed instead of quarters. quarters. Okay. So 5, 10, 15, 20. I should be able to get back there with 20 feet. That is still on the cusp of okay. the chamber. So I'm going to need one more dexterity save. Okay. As I get keegled again. 13 will be enough. Okay. <laughs> Barely. Let's wait through its refractory oh, yes. period. <laughs> I'm sure it'll calm down in a moment. And yes, after waiting for a couple of minutes, it does relax and open back up. <laughs> like sleep a wizard? Okay. No. Right, so we got to keep it from not clenching so we can get through. I think it's just move fast and get out. Yeah, probably. It's probably used to that. <laughs> I need to stop. Oh, <laughs> I'm fired for a while. Great. 
So before we work on all of that noise, um, (laughs) question number one, Oxley, did you grab the shield? I would have cast, uh, yeah, did I grab the shield? I would have cast um, Mage Hand to do that. Yeah, you already had Mage Hand up. So did you use Mage Hand to grab the shield and bring it to you? Yes. All right, so now you have one half-destroyed shield. Does it tell me anything? Like, there's anything? Like, if I use, like, investigation to kind of check it out? I mean, you could see. Yeah, see if it gives me any intel on anything. No, it's in pretty rough shape. Any sort of identifying marks have been long gone off of this thing. I found a shield, guys. Like, finding a seashell on the beach. Listen to it. Do you hear the ocean? I just just hear acid burning. Yeah, you hold it up to your ear, and you hear a faint sizzle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's our life. This tastes like burning. Something like that. Really having misgivings upon entering this Tarrasque. Yeah. Now just do what I was told. That's, that's what I was thinking, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what Bangarang said now? <laughs> I agree. So while we are waiting for it to relax, you wanting to check out that sword? Yeah. Okay. The leather material that was wrapped around the hilt has been long gone. So it is a bare metal hilt, but the sword itself is remarkably well intact, suggesting that there is some sort of enchantment upon it. It is a short sword. Okay. I mean, I could cast Identify as a ritual if we think it might be magical. If you have 10 minutes. If we have 10 minutes. Well, I thought we had to wait for this to have its little moment there. Calm down. Uh, It's not going to take that long. Oh, okay. Would a history check do anything? Mm, This would be more of an arcana sort of thing. I mean, you could use a history check to try and figure out some sort of like the provenance of it. You know, where it was made, what culture it's from. But it would take an exceptionally high history check to get, you know, just a ballpark of this sword is from this culture. And these are the sorts of enchantments that they would put on a sword. Okay, I'll try an arcana check with my negative one intel. This is going to be good. So has it been 10 minutes? Oh, never mind. I was going to say, or you, because you have. Yeah. Uh, on a, yeah, on a four. It's yeah. a sword and it's. I got a pony stick. Magic. I, got a, I got a magic pointy. Pony yeah. point. It only takes about 30, 45 seconds for it to relax and start to open back up. I'm going to yeah, ask Big Rear okay. if he is proficient with swords or if he can use it. Like, uh, I mean, my sword arm ended up in the tapeworm, so. I look at the rest of the party, I'm like, eh? I don't know what I'm doing with this thing. You stick the sharp end into the monsters. As a monk, you are proficient with short swords. Am I proficient with short swords? Nice. They're considered monk weapons. Oh, okay. Even better. So I do know what I'm doing with this thing. Even better. Okay, great. Cool. If you're going to cast Detect Item, now would probably be the time. Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to detect the other thing. Okay, yeah. Or do you mean locate object? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sure, I'll cast locate object. Okay. Yeah, it is much closer now. Oh, nice. It is a much stronger ping, and it's coming from this sort of direction. It's more more west than south, but it is definitely further along this digestive tract. So we probably just need to get on through this chamber and go on out the other side. Probably. All right. All right. Well, let's do that, I guess, quickly. Yeah, let's just bounce. Yeah. Is this, okay. did you did you say this is difficult terrain? It is difficult terrain normally. It is very difficult terrain once it starts squishing. Okay. 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 I'm going to dash. All right, I need another dex saving throw. 14's enough. Yeah, you managed to splorp through. <laughs> so I, I misread the instructions for this 
the first time through. So because you succeeded on the saving throw, you choose to be pushed to one of the two exits of your choice. Okay. Ah, okay. Do we have to wait for it to release every time one of us goes through? Or? Yes. Okay. I mean, unless you want to try and crawl through. No. In which case it would be a much more difficult DC and you run the risk of getting crushed. I would advise against spelunking. I'll do the next one, I guess. I'll jump okay. through. See this right. And I'm going to just assume that Micah is going to pass far enough down here to not be in the way. Yes. All right. So 11. Yeah, you you make it. Dice gods are fickle tonight. 11 is sufficient. All right. It's a DC 10. All right. So, yes, you managed to get through and get pushed through to the other exit. We'll let Ferrum go next. Okay. Uh, oh, nice. Well done. He kind of surfed in. <laughs> he pops he's, through like a, he, he's like a greased weasel. He's just sort of <laughs> slurp. That's, that's all he does. It's, it's, all, it's all the upbringing in the Underdark. He's used to passing through the, uh-huh. the tight spaces. Yeah. Mm. All right, so who's going next? Uh, I mean, I figured y'all probably wanted me to not go next. Like, so there would be somebody strong on the side. Do you want to go next, Pangarang? Dexterity saving throw. You made it. 17 makes it. Saving all the Dexes. All right. We'll have Begrir go next so he can fail and get crushed. Or not. Wow. Nice. There you go. Survival instinct has kicked in, and he wants out. He is fairly live. He sees sees that this is his only chance of escaping. (laughs) He had resigned himself to his demise, and then people came and got him out. And so he is single goal, laser focused on getting out of this Tarask. It's just me. The thing is, I, I'm a little concerned. Should I wait until y'all get a little further down the passage before I try? Because there's not... Is there enough space for me to get out? Yeah, it'll be fine. All right, let's try this. Oh, cool. <laughs> yep, well done. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if it tried to crush down on you, those horns would probably hurt anyway. Oh, yeah, they probably would. It's probably like it tried and it was like, ow! <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it specifically says... That the chamber is designed to crush to paste anything that makes it through the first two chambers. So yeah, it, this was the third chamber of the Duodenum, by the way. Yay! All right, we have made it entirely through the Duodenum. Congratulations! Yay. Thank you. The Duodenum worked really very hard. Good for you, Duodenum. Big Duodenum. 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 I'm gonna be walking through classes twitching Duodenum and none fight, and I blame you, Ian. <laughs> People are gonna look at me like I'm crazy. Well, you are crazy. (laughs) Great. Oh, this looks disturbing. Mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cells. Yes. (laughs) Oh. How am I aching ribosomes? Is that a big statue? What is that? All right. So as you exit the duodenum, this chamber is 60 by 20. There are two exits. The one that you are at right now and another down on the far end. At the center of the area, you see the dissolved remains of what looks like a knight. Although much of the armor has been dissolved by the acids within the beast, you can still make out the fuchsia cord of an eclipse mark of nobility on the shoulder of the armor. 
lying 15 feet away from the dissolved soldier is a golden great axe that appears to be untouched by its trip through the creature's digestive tract. I'm going to look at the mark of nobility and see if it's anything I would recognize. Would I mean, that be? This is someone, this is a noble from the city of Eclipse. Uh, okay. This is the city that you got your most recent job from. Okay. And the city that you are returning to to get payment. Okay. How did he get down here before us? Strass must have been there while we were at our other mission. And maybe it was just sitting around for a while. Yeah. Well, Barum steps forward and takes a look at it and is like, no, he's, uh, he's one of ours. Oh. Yeah, that was Erebo. He was uh, a knight working with us. Mm. So do we take the blade back to his friends and family or do we use it to replace a warhammer? Uh, I'll take it back. Family will want it back. It's kind of a family heirloom sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kind of yeah, it would be. Enchantment. Yeah. Keeping it Is there. there anything that identifies Erebo from the remains of the knight? Other than the family crest? Oh, there is no crest. Okay. It's a braided fuchsia cord. Okay. That is affixed to what's left of a pauldron. And it's in... There's enough of it left to tell at a glance what it is. Okay. Because you have seen it recently, you can identify it. But it's not got much life left in it. I am taking it in my bag because I am collecting business expenses to charge this mage. Okay. So far, we've got 10 pitons, three healing potions, a dwarf's arm, plus the warhammer, a family fee for the night. He's not just our monk. He's also our accountant. Well, I mean, lawful neutral, so. <laughs> also, intelligence of what? Six? <laughs> nine. Nine. Okay. I mean, if you if you want your intelligence nine monk no. to be your accountant, that's... No, I was wrong. My intelligence is eight. <laughs> I mean, you well, told you, yeah, you if you want your rogue here. So, I mean, that probably would mean yes, because then I wouldn't get in trouble about it. <laughs> we, we don't rely on them to do U.S. tax code. I just know you collect your expenses and you present them to the client and they're supposed to pay. That's how it works. That's what they taught me. When you do a thing at the monastery, when you do a service, you collect your business expenses and you present them at the end of the task. That's what I was taught. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, there's really nothing hostile in this chamber. I mean, it's gross. You don't want to stay here very long. It's but, not that bad. I mean, aside from the rivulet of digestive juices sort of sloshing down the center of this chamber, there's really not a whole lot else going on. And me without an inner tube. We go slip inside and just kind of... Yep. Hey, we could use that pauldron. Maybe use it like a... Sh Wait, you've got the shield. We could totally like, you know, the, the round disc things to go sledding. I would just like to no longer be within this terrasque. Yeah. If, yeah. If, same if here. Just, Let's find the sword and get Let out. Me leave. All right. Leave in a manner that means we don't have to come back in. So with the right sword. Okie dokie. So you pass by the remains. This keeps looking better and better. Hmm. Parasites. Oh. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> this moist chamber moist <laughs> is almost like stepping into a massive fleshy cylinder. The chamber is 60 feet long and 20 feet wide. Pulsating pink egg-like objects the size of ripe melons cling to the walls, floors, and ceilings in this chamber. It's really just keep on coming, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. 
out of character me understands what this is supposed to be, but you. <laughs> so let me put some of these. No, looks of pulsating things. Oh, I know what we're going to have. We're going to have face huggers next. The part of my body that gets damaged when I eat gluten. Oh. <laughs> eh, my yeah. immune system is just very, very sure it needs to protect me. Yeah, fair enough. From a very common protein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine does the same thing with eggs, so. Yeah. Oh, God, I live on eggs. I love eggs. But, yeah. I'm having to cut back on bread. All right. I realized I had been taking notes on a pages file. I kept going, why don't I know what we're doing? And now I have found the file. Huzzah! Yay! Yay. So. We are looking for a sword inside a Tarrasque. No, no, no. I was cool with that. I was like, how is it I remembered Maureen and Susan <laughs> and all this stuff, you know? And then I was like, oh, I took notes. Have I notes been here help. before? It's like deja vu all over again. It is. It is. Okay. Okay, so there's purple things. Do we think they're going to attack us? Well, they are pulsating. They look like eggs. Oh, God. I'm going to poke it with my magic pokey stick and see what it does. Survey says... Question, is there an exit from this place? Yes. Where is that? Down in the southwest corner. You are entering from the east. It is down in the southwest corner. All right. I mean, that is kind of taking us in the direction of where the sword is. Yeah. So that's good. Blight yes. Spore or something like that, I think. Man, all the times I could wish for Fireball, this would definitely be the time. Which I actually heard that song last night, and I was telling one of the friends I was with that that should be like the duo, the Bard and Mage duo. So they're like, the bard plays fireball, and when it gets to fireball, the mage actually casts fireball. Okay, so Micah, you wanted to walk up and poke one with your pokey bit. I think I want to poke one of the last ones, just in case. But yes, I kind of want to see what the pokey sword does, unless someone oh. can convince me otherwise. Okay. So I'm going to come up to here. I, I and... want... Okay, so here's what I need from you. Okay. I need you to go back to where you were, <laughs> and I need you to show me, space by space... How you traverse this chamber. I go here. I go here. I go here. Okay. I go here. You can go faster than that. Here, here. I'm going to come up here. Here. Uh, here. You're not actually moving. Oh, here. To here. To here. All right. Stop. When okay. you're here, this one pops. Oh, no. Surprise. Basically. And a halfling jumps out, right? Uh, no. Damn. <laughs> it's never a halfling in a cake. Pops out. The aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. So we're going to start with a 2d4 to see how many of these things pop out. Oh. Four of them. Okay. Four. Okay. So you've got four of these things popping out and trying to land on you and burrow in. Ooh. No! A si 16? For AC? Yes. Misses. 13? Misses. 24? Hits. And 23? hits. Damn it. Alright, so two of them sort of bounce off, and two of them each deal two points of piercing damage, so four points total, and they are latched on and begin to burrow. Can I, like, grab and pull them off? On your turn, because now we roll initiative. Oh, good times. Ugh. Surprise! Alright, come on, good roll. That's an okay roll. Alright, so our initiative is going to be Oxley with a 21, followed by Vaka and also Micah with a 16. Uh, Hannah, did you roll twice? Yeah, it didn't put my 
Okay. Put me in initiative because I didn't select my token, so I rolled it again, but my initiative should be three. Okay. Wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm. Right, I so. haven't selected my token yet. <laughs> One day I will select my token. Then Big Rear with a 13. The Roundworm Larva with a 9. They're very round. They are very round. And then Ferrum with a 7. And Bangarang with a 3. So, top of the round. Oxley, you saw this cyst here pop. And a whole bunch of these little things pop out. Yeah. They look so appetizing. I'm going to... Are they... Okay, they're currently surrounding him, right? Two of them are on him, and two of them missed him and are on the ground at his feet. Okay. I am going to do an experiment here. I'm going to attack the one furthest from us, this one over here. Okay. With a firebolt. Kill it with fire. And see if it pops or if it just burns them ahead of time. Okay. Attack real quick. Does an 18 hit it? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a large cluster of eggs. It is easy to hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good. All right. So it's going to do 1d10 fire. Should do 2d10 fire. It's 2d10. That's right. Correct. So 11 points of fire damage. 11 points of fire damage. That is enough to sizzle sizzle. All right. Do any uh, roundworms pop out or are they shriveled and dead as well? They are shriveled and dead as well. All right. I say, everybody get back. Let's kill them from further away. Okay. And that would be my turn. Not All right. In that room. Vaka and Micah. I'm gonna, yeah, Micah, you go first. I'm going to um, try to crush the two that are trying to burrow. So I'm going to like try to grab them and squeeze them and see if I can squish them. One sec. So you take uh, 1d4 damage per larva that is attached to you at the beginning of your turn. So okay. you take 2d4, a 3, and a 2. Those numbers are important for 5 piercing damage. Okay. They are both still trying to burrow in. They haven't made it in yet. Okay. So yes. I would say you can use an attack action because they haven't burrowed yet. Okay. To attack them normally. So I will attack the first one, I guess, with the unarmed attack. Okay. 15's plenty. Yeah. I'll take you, my... you, you squish it. I'll take my second attack action and hit it again. No. No. I will spend a key point for a flurry of blows. Okay. 26 will do it. Yeah, that's plenty. And then I am going to... You've got two more that are at your feet that missed you on their initial attack. I'm going to use another key point and disengage and step back. Uh, you can't because you've already used your bonus key. action to okay. flurry of blows. You yeah. have one more attack with your flurry of blows. Okay, then I will attack the closest one to me. They're both in your square, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. Yeah, 14 hits, and that's plenty. <laughs> Bugs! Bugs! So there, there is one more in your space, but you have run out of hits to hit it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So on my action, one, um, two, oh. went one sec, oh, real quick. I'm sorry. I thought it was my turn. Sorry. Uh, Micah, are you going to try and move? Um, no, I'm going to stay put so I don't okay. provoke an attack of opportunity. Vaka. Okay. So I am, because I was going to go move up to where he is. And the reason being, if I'm right here, and they start their turn in this range, they will automatically take four points of damage. And I don't know if that's enough to kill them, but it seems like they seem kind of squishy, squishy and easy to kill. So, um, I mean, you I could have be closer. Enough. Yeah, that's true. I could attack one. I could just kind of charge and attack, right? 
Because you can use your horns as a yeah. bonus action if you uh, move, try right? To gore it. Yeah, I want to gore one. Yeah, move. Wow. All right, so <laughs> gore rush. Melee attack with my horn. Here we go. Okay. 26 is plenty. Awesome. And I do four points of damage to it. That's enough. Okay, good. I like that better. That was more fun. That was more cinematic. <laughs> Squish. Yeah. So now you have this leaking, deflated roundworm. I, I shake my horns. Affixed to your glowing horns. <laughs> I shake it off. <laughs> okay. Shake it off. Shake, 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 shake it. Hater's gonna hate. That's Pretty right. much. All right, so <laughs> Vaka and Micah are now standing in the middle of this ch- chamber full of eggs. And it is Begrir's turn. He's going to come up far enough to where he can see in here. Uh, he's going to target one of these. Uh, it's an inanimate object. I think he can sacred flame it. I don't think it's going to get a dexterity saving throw. So it's mainly just going to be whatever the damage roll is. 12 is enough. Oh, and I have my shield out for what it's worth. Okay. <laughs> I figured that you hadn't quite put it away yet. No. So. All right. So that's big rear. Let's see here. Nobody is within five feet of any of the eggs. So no more of the eggs pop. So the roundworms don't get a turn yet. Uh, Ferrum just going to come on out into here and he's warily walking around, keeping his distance as best he can. And that's actually he's going to dash and move a little bit closer too, because he's figuring out that they don't do anything unless you get too close to them. So Fair enough. It was almost a face hugger. Almost. Uh, bangerang. <laughs> uh, do spirit guardians, they still in effect. It's a 10 minute spell from when I cast it. Yeah. Cool. Then just like a good operatic Ave Maria montage sequence in a movie. <laughs> real slowly through. Nice. Okay. Just like bursting columns next to you. Yep. That's <laughs> nice. Because they enter the radius and take 3d8 damage. Yeah. Because <laughs> they I... are not allies. They are decidedly not allies. That is very true. <laughs> so yes, as Bangarang just sort of walks through, it is it's that scene from the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie where the captain is walking down the stairs <laughs> from the wheel down to the deck of his ship, and you just watch as his ship is being ripped asunder behind him. <laughs> that is the sort of vibe that we're getting in this particular... Yeah, I'm not... It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, the cysts only have like 10 hit points. It's irrelevant. You are made of psyllium husks. Yes. Yep, nope. Literally walking straight through the middle, I hit every single one of them. Absolutely. Take a dash action and. That's beautiful. All right. Yeah, can we play the song when we do the thing, or would that be a copyright thing? Like, is Ave Maria public domain? Uh, It would depend on the performer, I think. Okay. Yeah. It's copyrighted by performer, not by the art. As I say, if we could manage that for that scene, that'd be amazing. There might be a (laughs) copy in the Library of Congress that you can use, but... I'll, I'll look. There is also just, it's a well enough known piece of opera that it's like, okay, I know what 
what I'm listening to in my head. All right. All right. But we're just going to play it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but never mind. All right. Let me real quick do one last scene and then I'm afraid we're probably going to have to wrap up for the night. Duh. There's so much to ask. <laughs> Too um, much to ask. That's not a color you want to see. <laughs> okay. Oh my. So my guess is, yeah, I was going to say, there's no reason for us to go in there except that maybe the sword's there. Uh, you are getting a very strong ping in this sort of direction. Huh. So this particular chamber is roughly 65 feet long, 25 feet wide, branches off creating an L shape. Mm-hmm. Strange thumb-sized worms wiggle through the folds. Uh, oh each, my. each one emits a bright yellow glow offering limited light. Well, that's handy. But I can't summon bot flies when we make monsters. Thanks, Ian. Thanks. <laughs> this is pretty vile. It is very vile. Do you want me to leave time just because you kind of you took some damage? Well, actually, how are you doing, Micah? Like I am hurting quite badly. In fact, I'm going to take this moment, and I should have one healing potion left, which I don't know what I have to roll because I don't have it in my inventory, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, I have, is it a? It's a standard. A, Standard, you just gain 10 hit points because okay. you're able to do it as an action. Oh, wow. I'm going to drink mine too. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm up to 21 now. <laughs> I was down to 11. Why don't I cast a Cure Light on you? Okay. I'm going to do that. Yeah. So that Hydra was, was a bit mean to me. Yeah, it was. Okay, let's do that. A D8 plus 4. So whenever... Shit. Sorry. <laughs> Right. Do I add okay. my to that? Uh, no. Okay. No, she adds her charisma to that. Yeah, okay. so it's a five. I mean, it, it's... I'll take it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'll take it. No complaints. At the center of the room, slumped onto the floor, you see what looks like a humanoid wearing blue and silver robes. Is this Susan? I ask our helpful NPCs. Is this Susan? And Ferrum, without answering you, rushes over to her. It must be Susan. And that is where we will wrap up for tonight. All right. Excellent. So congratulations. You have found Susan Kahlo. And ostensibly, you have also found Blightspore because Susan was the last person to have it. You know, in theory, we could actually get out of this Tarsk if we found this person now. Do you have like a gate spell? Close enough. I'm not sure I like that vagueness. (laughs) I mean, it's good enough. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Undercommon Taste. We've been playing The Tarask Task of Maureen Trask, an adventure written by DM Dave and released by Tabletop Audio. You can find it on their Patreon, patreon.com slash tabletopaudio, or by following the link in the show notes. All additional audio also provided by Tabletop Audio. Our players have been James Daly playing Micah, Hannah Miller playing Bangarang, Eric Holden playing Oxley, and Mary Kroll playing Vaka. And I'm Ian Woodworth, your DM. Stay safe, everyone, and we'll see you all on the next episode.